think for a moment, what do you remember most from your high school or college classes? This is Dana Hebriard and Cindy Camp. We teach a class at Aquinas College that focuses on helping young people become world ready. You might be surprised to know that career is just one part of this class. We actually spend just as much time studying relationships, happiness, and citizenship. The best part of the class, though, is partnering each student with a mentor who's enjoying retirement in the second half of life. Instead of focusing on a generation gap, we talk about a generation swap because we know there's so much to learn from each other. Stay tuned for a conversation with one of our swap mate pairs. Today on Generation Swap, we are welcoming another one of our Swapmate pairs from our class this semester. Um, before we get into our discussion, I'm, your, I'm one of your co-hosts, Cindy Camp, and I'm here with Dana Hebriard. And we are delighted to welcome Paul Farr, who is one of the Osher Lifelong Learning Institute scholars who served as a Swapmate mentor this semester, along with Jeleni Tenorio. And she is a senior graduating um, in the next week from Aquinas College. Yeah, congratulations, Jeleni. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, so we'd like to start just set the stage and ask each of you to tell us a little bit about your life story. Paul, would you start? Uh, thank you, Cindy. Uh, I was born in Chile, South America. Both of my parents were Chilean. And people say, oh, you grew up in Chile. No, I didn't. I grew up in Cleveland, Connecticut, and in, in the States. We came when I was five and uh, we traveled a lot. We lived in Argentina, we lived in Paris, France, uh, growing up, ended up doing high school in Stonington, Connecticut, which was marvelous. It was an innocent time. It, it was a wonderful time in high school. Uh, ended up uh, in college then uh, like many in my class in college, uh, I got drafted served two years in the army, did a year in Vietnam, uh, didn't get hurt, came back to do medical school. Oh, and, and when I got into medical school, uh, we got married. And, and that was really, that's made my life really wonderful. We've been married for 50 years. Uh, and somehow I ended up in Grand Rapids, which was one of the luckiest breaks. I've had a lot of lucky breaks. You know, in combat, I got a lot of lucky breaks. Uh, Winston Churchill once said, there's nothing as gratifying as being shot at with poor results. And, and I lived that experience. It, it is very gratifying, by the way, to hear the bullet miss you and say, wow, that was close. That is a great story, and yeah. and what a, 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 a interesting quote to you know to hear that that's what Churchill thought about uh, being missed in combat, and uh, then ended up in Grand Rapids and had a wonderful career at uh, St. Mary's, uh, and been active in a few civic things, but uh, all, all in all, very gratifying. And I might add, don't be afraid of retirement. I loved my career. I enjoyed it thoroughly. But retirement is another phase of life, and you have to go in it with gusto. You have to go in it and say, I'm going to enjoy this. Uh, and, and that's what it's been. So far, so good. 
Paul, well, given what I know about you and having met you a couple of years ago when I, I learned that you are a retired physician and asked you a little bit about that big chapter of your life and you said, oh no, don't call me doctor, I'm on to the next thing. And I know you have so completely embraced retirement and you live it so fully with classes and travel and a community of people here in Grand Rapids that you um, are, I think, at the center of. So thank you for sharing that. Uh, Jeleni, what about your story? So my name is Jelani Tenorio. Um, as mentioned before, I am a senior um, at Aquinas. I am 22 years old, so I have not had the experience that Paul Farr has had, but uh, hopefully I live to see the day. And um, I am studying math and business administration. I come from a family of all girls besides my dad. Um, I kind of similar to Paul in a way. Um, I, my sisters and I grew up in Wyoming, Michigan, but my parents are from Mexico two different parts of Mexico, but they all, they both happened to like meet in Grand Rapids, Michigan. They got married, settled on and had us. So it's been um, a really cool experience to have a foot in like both cultures, this American culture that I grew up in, but also like my Mexican roots. So that has been um, part of my experience. And I was the first in my family to go to college. So that is an also a blessing <laughs> to be, and to graduate in a week. So that is a little bit about me. Well, congratulations. We're so excited for you to be soon a, a college graduate and you've been a, a really important member of our class this semester. Um, I know you mentioned you're 22 and this interesting connection that your parents are from Mexico and Paul, that you were born in Chile. We didn't know that when we paired you, but you both <laughs> grew up speaking a lot of Spanish, I think, or at least early, early days speaking Spanish. Um, Paul, would you mind sharing your age? It's so interesting for listeners to know that. Oh, oh sure. It's, it's quite public. I'm not ashamed of it. I'm actually pretty proud of it. I've made it to 74. And, and like I said, so far, so good. Woo. Well, <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Um, how about this question? What was your first impression when you met each other? I can go first. So I thought I did not think that that he was from South America. I thought he was white. And I, I was kind of like going about like, oh, Paul Farr. And then all of a sudden he's like, you, you're Latina. And I was like, yeah. And then he starts speaking to me in Spanish. And I'm like, whoa, like I remember having such a hard time. Like, like I can't even like, like get my Spanish out. I was so surprised. I was like, what? Like an interesting, like, I, like, I guess like turn of events. I didn't expect it. I think the first time we Oh no, it was like the first or second meeting that we had. And I was just really surprised to hear that. And it's just like something else that impressed me about you. Not that I wouldn't be if you weren't, but uh, I definitely like everything changed after that moment. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll go second. The first impression was, wow, what a woman uh, this is. And, and what is she is going to contribute to our society overall. And to me, that's the joy of meeting young people. Young people get a bad rap, but people like Jelani, we need to get to know more people like that because she represents our future. She's gonna take care of us. She's gonna fix all the things that my generation messed up. And you're gonna do everything better. Uh, what a woman, amazing. We agree. She has such a bright future and she contributed so much to the class this semester. 
Before we go any further, Jeleni, would you share a little bit about what you gained from the experience of being paired with a mentor and also just from our class where we focused on happiness, career, and citizenship? We'd love to know your thoughts. I really enjoyed the swap mate, um, I, the aspect of the class. It, I think by far it was like the most beneficial part. Um, I want to share a quick story, and this is something that I, I also want to just thank Paul Far for it, because one of the things that I got out of this like mentorship that we had was that he really pushed me because like, like I said, I think his impression of me was very, very generous. And I think like that never went away. And he was actually the first one to, to say like, like Jeleni, I think you're interested in fundraising and development. And I go, you're right. This is like, it was always something that I liked. I liked working with nonprofits. I liked working. I really appreciated the, I got a lot of scholarships coming here and I'm very grateful. And I, they always had a special like place in my heart for those donors. And so when he like asked me that question, it, I was, you know, surprised because it was true. And right away, he's like, have you met Gina Covert, the vice president of Aquinas? And I was like, no, I haven't. He was like, I'm going to talk to her and you're going to set up a meeting. And it has kind of been this way throughout the whole semester. So I want to thank him personally for just kind of like believing in me and just kind of saying, you know, you can do this. Here are all these people that you need to talk to. And I went with it. So he pushed me out of my comfort zone. That's for sure. <laughs> <clears throat> and that is so amazing. I love that phrase, impression was really generous, because I do think there's a lot of generosity of spirit and time that comes from these intergenerational relationships. And, and you mentioned something about nonprofits. The other thing that you two had in common was uh, experience with a local nonprofit, mm -hmm. if, I, if I recall. Can you tell us a little bit about that, Jelani? Yeah, so last summer during COVID, I had the opportunity to volunteer with Dwelling Place of Grand Rapids. And so that is kind of where that passion for nonprofits and knowing that that's where I want to be grew. And I remember mentioning it to Paul Farr and he said, hey, I know I know the, uh, the CEO. Like, and it was just really cool to be able to connect in that way. And that's when I realized like, gosh, who does Paul Farr not know in Grand Rapids? Because he knows everyone. Well, and although we do talk about all the people and places that we each know, life is full of both successes and then also failures in life. So maybe Paul, can you tell us a little bit about uh, maybe your favorite failure? We learn sometimes more from those things that we didn't succeed in in life than things that we did succeed in. So can you tell us a little bit, maybe a story to explain that and then what you learned from that experience? Uh, probably I'd have to go back to when I was ready to graduate from college. I had a National Science Foundation grant and I was using that and I told my draft board, well, you can't draft me. I've got a NSF grant. And they go, well, yes, we can. And yes, we will. And, you know, many in my class, there are so many of us that got drafted. Uh, some of my classmates thought this is the end of my life and you know tragically for some that was true but for most of us we we lived through the experience and you make the best of the experience it, it, it's the same thing jelani has the 
bad timing of being a senior when COVID hits and taking away a lot of the socialization, a lot of the uh, events in her life that could have been long lasting. And you make the best of it. And she has. She takes advantage of, of courses like this, takes advantage of Zoom, isn't afraid of it. And, and I think that when you say, okay, I'm stuck in this, I can't do anything about it. Uh, you just go ahead and make the best of it and, and then go on with your life and life corrects. And, you know, eventually we'll get out of this COVID year. What's going to be funny is the kids that are born about this time are going to go COVID what? You know, what was the big deal? And we're going like, oh my gosh, you can't imagine all the things we had. We wore masks for a whole year. I walked into a bank wearing a mask and I didn't get shot or, or arrested. Isn't that interesting? That's a wonderful observation. Yes, for sure. And I agree, Jelani, not to uh, embarrass you a little bit, but you were also on a panel because you were one of the few students who participated in our virtual career fair. So that first event in the fall semester, a career fair of the unknown, you just went right into it and met with employers and communicated with them. So, I mean, I think Paul is right that taking those chances really uh, demonstrates the, the grit that you've shown this year. Thank you, thank you. And like I said, I, I think I don't really deserve all these praises and I appreciate them, but I think most of the time, whenever I was asked to do something, I'm like, okay, like, I don't know if this is actually going to work. And a lot of times, like, I would respond a few days later because I thought maybe they'll find someone else. Maybe someone else will reply and nope. And then they would two weeks, a couple of weeks, I mean, a couple of days later, they'd send a follow-up email and say, are you still interested? And then I'm like, yes, I will do it. <laughs> so a lot of the time it's me not fully wanting to, but saying, well, I don't have an excuse for it. And I will be proud of myself if I do it, so I should just do it. <laughs> um, so what about you? Do you have a favorite failure? Yes, I do. Um, I think, and these, this was a failure in the mentality of, you know, that mindset, if I don't try, I don't fail. And I think ultimately that was one of my biggest failures in high school. I think I came from a middle school that was majority were Hispanic and transitioning to a high school that was, you know, maybe a couple of Hispanic um, people in my class, I felt very, it, there was a culture shock for sure. And I was very like scared and nervous and just like shy. I think um, I didn't really push myself as much as I wanted to in high school because I, I was scared of failure. And so I, my goal was kind of more to just blend in, um, to get the grades, but you know, nothing else. And I think Aquinas was so different because after graduating high school, I promised myself that I wouldn't be the same way. And so as hard as it is to kind of like reflect and say, gosh, I really, I really did like waste my four years in high school, but I'm thankful for it because my college experience was way better because I learned from that mistake. 
taking chances. I, I think we're going to pause a minute right now and just reintroduce our conversation. Today, we're chatting with Paul Farr and Jelene Torino uh, about their relationship that developed over the semester as part of a course at Aquinas College. So, so Paul, in what ways have you been able to live more authentically or be more true to yourself? You mentioned not being afraid of retirement. So in what ways have you in uh, your second half of, of life been able to be more true to yourself? Uh, one of the things you learn as you get older is you learn to say no. Uh, when, when you're pretty young and someone says, I'd like you to do this, it's always yes. And now if somebody asks me something that I don't want to do, it, it, it's, it's a simpler answer. And, and making choices like that, it, it's part of the reward of having lived this long. Uh, you don't know when, we have an analogy in my golf group. Uh, we know we're on the second nine of life, but what we don't know is if we're putting out on 18, because when the putt sinks on 18, you're done. You know, the game's over and, and, and we just, that, that's still a mystery. You, you, you don't know when the time is coming, but it, it, it's really enjoying each moment and doing the things that you like to do, being involved. This business of swap mates, I think is, is so good. I think it benefits the older person more because you learn the passions, the expectations, the future of a young person and, and it's so much fun to watch because it, it's almost like reliving uh, what, what you had so many years before. It, mine is so far back, I, I can't remember back that far, but it, it's wonderful to say, well, I might be interested in that and, and what sort of avenues open up. Uh, that's what's really fun about the swap mate experience at Aquinas. You know, it's so great to know that you found the experience not only enjoyable, but valuable for you. Um, I know you've given Jeleni so much helpful uh, advice. You've been listening to her. Uh, but I think also that you feel you've received things from this experience. Uh, it's so gratifying for us as we think about future iterations of our class. I, I don't see that as much as advice. Well, we had our discussions. We had talks. I was teasing out her aspirations. And to me, you don't think about it that intently uh, when you're younger. You, you know, career is sort of like, oh, where am I going to end up? No, what are your aspirations? And, and to me, it was a conversation, never advice. Advice is boring. You know, what if it's bad advice? Uh, you, you don't want to do that. You, you want to draw out what is the meaning for the, the young person? What do they want to do? What, what really turns them on uh, in, in life, career, and, and that sort of thing? And, and that uh, prompts a question that we have been asking, and, and we really want to understand better your own experience when you were growing up, each of you. Did you have people in your life, whether they were parents or teachers, who really tried to understand who you were, like your most authentic self and how to support you? Or were you kind of on your own with that growing up. Paul, maybe you would start. Uh, absolutely. Th there are key people in my career that, that helped me in terms of uh, drawing out again. It, it, it's what do you want to do? What, what makes you happy? What sort of career? 
uh, that's how I got into my profession, my specialty of gastroenterology uh, was through a mentor that meant so much. He was the crustiest old man that you'd ever meet. Uh, but I love the guy because he demanded excellence. He demanded knowledge. He demanded hard work. And, and then when you gave that to him, he was happy as could be a wonderful uh, mentor you know, long since passed away, but uh, I, I think everybody has people like that that influence you in such a positive way. Delaney, what about you? Did you have people like that early in your life? Yes, so, but I believe it was started more in high school um, that I remember. Um, one of my teachers at the high school that I went to my sophomore year, she selected me or asked me to be one of her assistants whenever I had um, study hour. I mean, uh, I forgot the name, but it was the study break. And I really enjoyed it, but I now I know that she wanted to mentor me. She was more of a mentor than a teacher that I saw during you know my hour study break. Um, so I, I really appreciate her because I didn't realize what an important role she had throughout my high school experience because she was one of the only people that really took the time to listen to me and get to know me. And then in college, I had so many mentors, so many people. And even this year, I have way, way more people that I could reach out to that I had no idea I could do. I didn't know it was a possibility or, you know, it, it it was something that I could just reach out to someone and ask them, hey, will you be my mentor? Or will you meet me for coffee? And the amount of, it's impressive that they will take time out of their day so they can meet with you and talk to you. So for sure, I've had a lot of mentors in my life. You're making me think of the book, Tribe of Mentors. And I think that's so wonderful that you feel you have many. Um, you know, you're graduating college next week and about to launch yourself into the world of career. What other things would be helpful for you to learn from a mentor, whether career related or perhaps relationships, personal growth, other areas of life? I think it's very important that they ask the question, so what now? Or why are you doing this? I think Paul Farr was very good at asking questions that in the beginning kind of caught me off guard or made me feel a little like uncomfortable because he would ask the hard questions. He'd say, why do you wanna do this? Or why do you think you're called to do this? Or what does that mean to you? What are you gonna do? And me not being, not having, or not being used to being asked those questions, it's very good to have people in your life that do. So while, you know, looking maybe 10, 15 years um, down the road, if I'm married and, you know, I'm well into my career, who I need someone to say, okay, where are you at now? What are you feeling? What do you wanna do? Do you feel accomplished? Is there something that you have to change in your life? So it's just having kind of that person to keep you accountable and learning from them too, is challenging them as well. So what now? Can you tell us a little bit about life after Aquinas? Yeah, so it is still to be determined, <laughs> but um, I think 
I am very much interested in the development world and advancement world. And so I have been meeting with different individuals that Paul Farr or other people in my life have recommended. So that has been a, a win for sure. I am currently, and I didn't, this is new to Paul Farr as well, because right after our last meeting, I got an email from a friend who had been emailed from her professor of uh, uh, AmeriCorps opportunities that were a year long and in Boston. So, and that is a city that I visited once and I loved. And the fact that it was a one year experience with AmeriCorps at Boston within the development department, I thought this is a sign. <laughs> so I applied and I'm currently in the um, interviewing process. I had my first interview yesterday and we'll be hearing in a couple of weeks if I made it to round two. So that is what is going on as of right now. So <laughs> pretty big news. <laughs> that is big news. And we'll be saying a prayer for you as you move forward in that process. So good for you. What else would you tell someone about that importance of intergenerational relations? I think it's very important. I think um, I wouldn't want to belong in a generation that thinks they know it all or thinks they, you know, they, they know everything with the new technology and, you know, new, um, I guess, discoveries, scientific discoveries, learning discoveries, period. Um, I think there's a lot to be learned from other generations. And um, it's also just a humbling experience because, you know, their experience and their perspectives and their knowledge of the world is so, um, I guess, very important, very precious. And I think that there is a lot that we can learn from other generations. <clears throat> and what about you, Paul? What do you feel is sort of the benefit of intergenerational relationships? I, I think that learning from young people is very important because you learn a lot of things and, and you look at your own life in retrospect of what you developed and what you didn't. Jelani has three talents that she modestly says uh, she's not aware of. And, and one is the double major, a woman majoring in mathematics. How do you like that? That's unusual in itself but it's wonderful. Then business administration, but her best quality is that she has interpersonal skills and she reads body language, she, she interacts. And so she's got the trifecta of what makes a successful person. Skills in two academic areas and the interpersonal skills cannot be underestimated. I dread when I see young people doing the boring thing. Well, I, actually, I dread it when adults, when, when old people do it and they, they look like this and they look like they're bored. Oh, no use for them at all. Jelani doesn't have that. She combines a lot of different talents. And I, I think when you point them out, you embarrass the young people a little bit, but that's okay. Uh, you know, they can be embarrassed a little bit but they ought to learn that they need to use all those skills. And reacting, Jelani's gonna enter her career 
and she's going to be interacting with old people, maybe not as old as me, but she's going to be interacting with people in their 40s and 50s and 60s. And I think she needs to have confidence in how she comports herself in that relationship. Uh, I, I think it's fun to watch. It, 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 it's actually a privilege uh, to see a young person like this flourish and, and get, look at the excitement that she had about the AmeriCorps experience. Is that cool or what? I think it's so cool. And I'm very excited about all of those possibilities and that you're willing to take chances and explore different parts of the world as well. I mean, moving to a different city in and of itself is uh, a risk. And so being excited about that and showing that, you know, in your uh, voice is, is, is amazing. So anything else you want to add? Oh, I just, I'm really excited about this opportunity for sure. And I want to thank you both. And I really wanted to um, email you, Paul Farr, but I didn't, again, like I didn't want to get my hopes up too much. I wasn't sure if I was even going to make it to round one because I've had a couple of experiences where I apply and I don't even make it to round one. So it's, 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 you know, we have, to, it's necessary. <laughs> we just keep on, we move on, but it was nice that I was able to meet um, or interview yesterday. And I thought, at least with me, I felt true to myself and I thought um, that I did my best that I could. So whatever happens, um, happens from now on, but I'm, it, it was really a sign because it couldn't have come in a perfect time. And it was all the things that I was looking for in an experience, so. Wonderful. Well, we want to the, the one thing that I'd like to say is thank you to both of you, Dana and Cindy, uh, for putting this together, managing it, encouraging us in, in every way. In a way, I saw reluctance on the part of Ali scholars to participate in this, and everybody that did, I think, enjoyed themselves tremendously. I can't speak for all the students. I've enjoyed my time. Jelani's been a delight. And, and hopefully there's continued interaction in the future. And I hope you continue to grow this program because it, it's beneficial to all that participate with their hearts. Well, thank I want to second um, everything that Paul said. Thank you so much. And it was a shout out to Dana for, because I wouldn't have taken this course if it wasn't for her. And if it wasn't for us meeting or virtually meeting, during winter break. So thank you so much for this opportunity and thank you. It has been a really good experience. Well, it's been our pleasure. And we wanna thank you both for all your engagement, not only throughout the semester, but also for joining us today to have this conversation. This is a production that's really near and dear to our hearts. And it's a production of the Aquinas College Advantage Center. And you can find this show and other shows on our website, which is aquinas.edu backslash generation swap. Please subscribe and then you'll know when your podcast hits. And for all of you out there, you'll get the newest episodes when they're available. So we look forward to continuing swapping stories with the two of you soon.